بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله حمد الشاكرين والصلاة والسلام على سيد المرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم صل وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد طب القلوب ودوائها ونور الأبصار وضيائها وعافية الأبدان وشفائها وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على سيدنا محمد كلما ذكرك الذاكرون وغفل عن ذكرك الغافلون Last week we finished on the method, the similitude of the munafiqeen. The Quran, Al-Quran Al-Kareem starts with Surah Al-Baqarah and within Surah Al-Baqarah three groups of people are described. The first group was the believers, Al-Mu'minun. The second was Al-Kuffar, Al-Kafirun, the disbelievers. And the third group that was described is Al-Munafiqun. After Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala informs us of the attributes, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala gives us similitudes. Amthal, and as I mentioned, Amthalul Quran, some of the scholars, some of the ulama, they have mentioned that Amthalul Quran are almost a thousand Amthal within Al Quranul Kareem. That's about one sixth of Al Quranul Kareem, consisting of Amthalul Quran, similitudes of the Quran. So Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Mathaluhum, their similitude. Now the word Mathal. It comes in the meaning of nadir. Nadir is what? Something which is similar. So they would say al-mathalul madhrub, the similitude that is struck. But here the similitude is in reference to something which is ma'ani, which is meanings which are not concrete, not tangible things, things which are what? Abstract. To get abstract concepts into something tangible in order that people may understand them better. Sometimes you have abstract concepts that people cannot grasp completely. So, for tamthil is a way of striking similitudes that people can then understand concepts in something physical, in something which is tangible and material. So, if we want to convey a concept in order that a person, may, every intellect, every level of intellect may understand the abstraction, therefore we strike amthila, we strike examples, we take the abstract concept into the physical and tangible realm. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions mathaluhum, their similitude, and as I mentioned, this was in fact an actual incident that occurred with some of the munafiqeen, that after running away from al-Madinatul Munawarah, after committing certain things, meaning abominable things, they went out into the country area, and then when it became dark, they lit a fire. When they lit a fire, then there was rain came down. When the rain came down, the fire was extinguished. When the fire became extinguished, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent an ra'ad, which is what? The thunder. And then al-barq, which is lightning. And whenever the thunder would strike, light would emanate from the lightning afterwards. And then when the lightning would strike, they would walk because they would receive some light from the lightning. The lightning strikes would give them some light, some illumination. They would walk. But then when the illumination would finish, they would stand still. And whenever the thunder would roar, they would place their fingers into their ears. 
So Allah, and this actually occurred. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strikes the similitude for the munafiq. Why for the munafiq? Because when the munafiq, he utters and states the testimony of faith, he outwardly benefits in terms of what? He safeguards himself from the Muslims. How? That the Khalifa or whoever is in charge of the affairs of the Muslims at that time, he would safeguard himself from the fact that he would take the benefits of whatever the Muslims would take benefit. So he would safeguard his wealth, his life and everything else. But when he is with the disbelievers, he would safeguard himself also. So he would take some type of benefit. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَيَمُدُّهُمْ فِي تُغْيَانِهِمْ يَعْمَهُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stretches them في تُغْيَانِهِمْ in their dis- disobedience with what? يَعْمَهُونَ with a blindness of what? A spiritual blindness. All their lives, they benefit from Al-Islam. Toward the end, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extinguishes their light. That toward the end of their lives, the light that they had, which was by uttering the testimony of faith and doing outward actions for the sake of the makhluk, for the creation, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extinguishes that light. So their similitude is like the one who lights a fire. When he lights a fire, he benefits. But then what happens? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extinguishes the fire. So when the lightning strikes, they benefit, meaning they take some benefit by walking. But at the same time, they are fearful. They are fearful when they hear the roaring of the thunder. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مَثَلُهُمْ Their similitude كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا Is like the similitude. The ka here is for tashbih, meaning likening. Their similitude is like the similitude of whom? الَّذِي The one. Istawqada nara. Istawqada, this as I mentioned, wukud is what is fuel. So when you have flames, when you have a fire, you stoke the fire in order that the flames rise. So istawqada nara is that they stoke the fire until the flames rise. Istawqada nara. Note also, nara here is what in the nakira state, meaning it's not, it's not an nara, it's nara, meaning a fire in the indefinite sense, meaning the fire becomes so huge that they they fuel the fire. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when and falamma and when the meaning of bow in Arabic is what is a light. So a lamp or a light could be referred to as a bow. Misbah is a lamp, bow is a light, adaat is the verb. Adaat, this fire then gives them the benefit of what? Illumination. Because the benefit of fire, there are a few benefits. One is it keeps you warm in the in the cold. Secondly, it illuminates when it is dark. So when there is darkness surrounding an area, the fire illuminates. Adaat, so they take this benefit from the fire. Adaat ma hawlahu. It gives what? Illumination to the area surrounding them. Meaning surrounding the munafiqin, whatever whatever area there is, they benefit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then takes the light. Now this verb, dhahaba, is a verb which does not have a direct object. You cannot say dhahaba nurahum. You say 
you do not say Allahu nurahum. You say you can say Allahu, but you cannot say Allahu nurahum. So the ba is added on to say that Allah subhanahu wa taala took away their light. So their light was extinguished. The, the end of the munafiq, the hypocrite, is always that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes the benefit that he was having throughout his life. The benefit of being a munafiq, the material benefit, is still taken away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took away their light. And abandoned them. Now what I mentioned last week was that Light here is in the singular form because the light of Islam is one light. Like haq is always one. You never have haq fighting haq because the haq is one. You never have uh, multiple lights because there is only one truth, one light of truth. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَكَهُمْ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala abandoned them. In darkness, ظلمات. This is why dhulm is what oppression and dhulm is referred to as oppression. The root word is the same as dhulmah, which is darkness because oppression leads to darkness of the heart. Dhulumat, layers of darkness, but no, not one darkness, multiple darkness, multi-layered darkness, one darkness over the other. Meaning the darkness of kufr is multiple types of darkness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then says, summum bukmun. Umyum fahum la yarji'un. Deaf, sum. Now, summum is what? Being deaf. Unable to hear the truth. Meaning, even if their ears are fine, the instruments of the ear are working, the, the voice of truth enters the ear, but they are unable to grasp the meaning. They are unable to understand what is being articulated. Bukmun, they are unable to speak the truth. Meaning mute. Bukm is what? Being unable to speak. Umyun, blind. They are unable to see the truth. Their state is such they will not return. This ama, as I mentioned once before, ama with the ha is what? Blindness of the heart. Ama is what? Blind, without the ha is blindness of the eyes. There is basira, which is the inward sight. And there's ama. Uh, this is why. Ya'mahun, the verb, actively being blind spiritually. What leads to this? There are three asbab for spiritual blindness. One is irsalul jawarihi fil ma'asi, allowing the, your appendages, your body parts to what sin? Only sinning. Secondly, is what is pretentiousness to piety, pretending to be pious. And as I mentioned last week, remember the seven sins, the usul, the seven principal sins that people do, one of them was what? Ar-riya, ostentation. There was al-ujb, which is conceit. When you do something good, you start having conceit. But doing pretentiousness to piety involves what? One of them, which is ar-riya. The third one, is what you could say, relying upon creation or doing things for al-makhluq rather than for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you have a combination of these three, it leads to inward blindness. The munafiq has this because 
The munafiq, he sins, he allows his body openly to sin, uh, meaning his jawarih and his heart also, because the heart, the sins of the heart are worse than the sins of the hands and the body. So he permits his heart to sin, his mind to sin, and his body parts to sin. And then what does he do? Pretentiousness to piety. And the third one is what? Is doing this actions for the sake of al-makhluq, for the creation. So it leads to spiritual blindness, inward blindness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Summun bukmun umyum fahum la yarji'oon. This is their state. La yarji'oon. They will not return back. Now note, further down, a few verses later, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will address humanity. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when addressing humanity, will mention to humanity, ilayhi turja'oon. You shall what? Return back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they, even though they do not return back to the truth, they will be made to forcefully return back to Al-Haq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they do not return to the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will force, force them to return back to Al-Haq, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is the ultimate truth. Oh, so the similitude continues. Oh, meaning or, the, the particle or. Or the similitude is like what? Like the word sayyib. What is sayyib? Sayyib is the downpouring of rain when it is copious. So it could be from sob with the, the woe. Remember the word is with the sad. That it means what? Copious, abundant rainfall. Like the word sha'abib. That it means what? Copious downfall of rain. Their similitude is what? That they are standing, that when the fire is extinguished. So the first similitude was regarding what? The, they kindle a fire. They stoke the flames. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala takes away their light. The second one, and like what? The downpouring of rain. So they are standing in darkness and a downpouring of rain occurs. A downpouring, and remember the word sayyib can also be translated as a cloud. That the cloud, the, the cloud is referred to as a cloud because the source of the downpouring of the rain is the cloud itself. A form of which is known as majaz mursal. The metaphor for the cloud being the rain itself. From the sky. Now note. Most of the time, whenever the word asama it occurs in the Quran in the singular form, it refers to whatever is above us, meaning the atmosphere. So we know now that the atmosphere is blue, it sh- the sky shows as being blue because of the reflections of the sun rays. When the sun rays strike, what the water evaporation that is in the sky, it reflects to us as being blue. But whatever is above you, from sama yasmu to be above, as sama is in reference to whatever is above us. So when the word as sama occurs in the singular form, it refers to whatever is above us. And when it occurs in as samawat in the plural form, then it refers to the seven concentric metaphysical realms, which are beyond the 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 what is referred to as space al fada in Arabic. What is beyond space? 
and the known universes the, and the unknown universes, there are seven concentric circles. So here, downpouring of a rain, or the downpouring of a cloud from the sky, meaning the atmosphere above us. But why is the sky mentioned here? Because as if to say that when they are surrounded by the downpouring, some people may think the downpouring is in one region, that it's raining in one region. No, their situation is such that the entire sky is filled with downpouring. The clouds are covering the entire sky. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, min samai Oh, like what? The cloud covering the entire sky, the sky which is above us. This sama, some people may think the sama now, that the sama is in the daytime, that the downpouring is occurring in the daytime, and the, because the day it is daytime, uh, there is darkness, uh, there is not necessarily darkness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us, Fihi bulumat. So, Fihi bulumat. In it, meaning in the sky and or in the cloud, is what? Bulumat, darkness. So, the, how much darkness is there? There is the darkness of the night. Then, when there is darkness of the night, there is the darkness of the clouds covering the light, the natural light that may emanate from the stars and the moon. That, that light is covered. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us the situation is such that there is fihi bulumatum wa ra'adum wa barq. There is ra'ad. Ra'ad is what? Thunder. And then there is what? Barq. Lightning. Here we read in a hadith of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam narrated by Imam Abu Isa Muhammad bin Isa bin Sawra al-Tirmidhi rahimahullah, the, the author and compiler of al-Jami' of of, known as al-Jami' of al-Imam al-Tirmidhi. He narrates a hadith that there is an angel that gathers the clouds with what is known as mikhraq and then he strikes the clouds and it causes thunder and lightning. So some people object to this. They say, we know, and they knew this hundreds of years ago also, that the lightning is formed by what? The, the evaporation and the, the, the condensation and the, the pressure, the air pressure. And when warm air rises and warm air strikes, or cold air and warm air mix, and it causes what? Thunder and lightning. And there are other scientific reasons you studied in school as to why thunder and lightning occur. So they say, how can the hadith state that the angel carrying mikhraq, carrying something known as mikhraq, is striking the clouds and it causes thunder and lightning? The word mikhraq is from khirqa. Khirqa is what? A piece of cloth. So what children would do is that they would get a piece of cloth and they would make a ball at the end and they would get the cloth and then they would hit each other with the cloth. So it became known as mikhraq a game that they would play. So the angel is being likened to this, as if to say the angel is striking within the cloud, the angel is causing what? Lightning and thunder. The answer is that there are certain things that occur in the metaphysical realm, the unknown realm. They occur in the metaphysical realm, which have different asbab in the world that we observe. So there are certain things that may occur in the metaphysical realm, 
in the world realm that we do not see, but the asbab in the physical realm are different. Like for instance, if someone, he smells the smell of tasty food and it causes his stomach to rumble. When his stomach rumbles, ostensibly there is no connection between a smell and the, the rumbling of the belly. But if a scientist was studying the belly and only observing the belly, he would observe that the stomach is hungry and therefore it is rumbling. But he would not know of the signals the mind is selling, sending to the stomach because the mind has been activated by the smell, which is unseen. So similarly, in the unseen realm, there will be things occurring that the Messenger of Allah will mention and they have a physical manifestation in this realm. So, that in this cloud is what ra'ad, thunder, and there is what barq, lightning. Then what does it cause them to do? Now this verb will occur multiple times. Sometimes it means to create. Sometimes it means to create in stages. Sometimes it means to change. In reference to Abraha's army, what happened when they were destroyed? They became like what? Like the dung. Dung which is filled with what? Hay. When the animals graze and they give off dung, they he made them like this, meaning the transitional stages created, all stages created by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here, yaj'alun. They place, but note here, they place, the word asabi' is mentioned plural of usbu', usbu' is what? The fingers. There's, there are 10 ways of saying usbu', usbu', isba', etc. 10 ways. Asabi'ahum, the plural, yaj'aluna asabi'ahum, they place their fingers even though they do not place the entire fingers, they place the tips of the fingers. This is also a form of majaz mursal. So here, when they place their fingers as if to say that the strength by which they place their fingers is such as if they were placing their entire finger into the ears. Why out of fear? So when they are alone and isolated in the darkness of the wilderness and they kindle a fire and the fire is then extinguished and they are abandoned in the darkness and their likeness is such that when they are abandoned in the darkness, the clouds cover the entire sky and it is dark, ظلمات. then there is thunder and lightning. They place their fingers when they hear the thunder in order to avoid the fear of being struck by the lightning which follows after because sound travels slower than light. So we hear the thunder first and then the lightning, uh, the lightning strikes first the light travels faster than the sound. So they see the lightning first, which penetrates their hearts and they walk. And then it goes dark and then they hear the thunder and the sound, which is traveling slower than the light, which causes them to place their fingers deep inside of their ears. <laughs> so they place their fingers into their ears Udun is what the ear. Adhan is the plural. 
from minasawa'iq. Barq is the lightning. Sa'iqa is the lightning strikes. So a sa'iqa is the actual lightning strikes. And a sawa'iq is the plural. So when they see the lightning strike with the sound, because you have thunder and lightning both at the same time, one just preceding the other. Because what do you do when you hear the sound, when you see the lightning, what do you do? You count one, two, three. And then when the thunder comes, what does that mean? That the lightning struck three miles away. So if you hear the thunder, uh, the lightning, you see the lightning, you count. If it takes six seconds, it means the the thunder and lightning is occurring six miles away. But imagine where you are standing, the thunder and lightning are occurring at the same spot. What will happen? You will hear, you will see the lightning strike and you will hear the thunder. So this is the, uh, what occurs with the munafiq. And note here, the Amthalul Qur'an, how picturesque they are. They cause all of us to utilize the faculty in the mind of what? Producing a picture. The picturesque faculty, the, the picturesque uh, wording and the faculty of the mind being used in order to create uh, the picture in the mind. Min as-sawa'iqi, hadhar al-mawt. Out of hadhar, hadhar is what? Fear. So, hidhar is warning. Hadhar is also warning. Hadhar al-mawt. Mas'ul lahu, meaning telling us what? Why do they do this? Hadhar al-mawt. Out of fear of death. So, they know death is coming. Yet, they continue with their nifaq. Hadhar al-mawt. Wallahu muhaytum bil-kafirin. Here, wallahu muhaytum bil-kafirin. The word ahata muhitiya here is what encompassing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala encompasses the disbelievers. What does this mean? It means the qudra of Allah, divine power of Allah, divine knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is one of those verses which is essential to be what? Interpreted. Wallahu muhitum bil kafirin. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from what? Physicality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is free from any likeness to makhluk. When muhit, he's described as muhit, it refers to his divine attributes that the qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is overwhelms the kuffar, the disbelievers and the munafiqeen. Wallahu muhitun bil kafirin. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala observes all their affairs, he sees everything. Hears everything, knows everything, and has power over them. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yamudduhum fi tughyanihim. He gives them some material sustenance. They live for as long as Allah wants. Some of them live beyond 40, uh, 90. He stretches them in their disobedience. In elsewhere, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Give the kuffar, the disbelievers, respite. I also give them respite. Ruwayda is also some verbal noun, which means what? To give some time. Ruwayda. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives them, meaning their lives may be stretched. 
Like if you check the lifespan of George Bush Sr., you'll see he lived quite long. You see the lifespan of Ramesses II. Junior is still alive. But their lifespans are stretched. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yamudduhum fi tughyanihim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stretches their lifespans. We'll see how long Moody lives. Their lifespans are what stretched. So when their lifespans are stretched, yamudduhum fi tughyanihim. But eventually, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bil mirsad. What does that mean? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually takes hold of them. Wallahu muhiqun bil kafirin. Yakadul barku. Yakadul barku. This verb, yakadu, it comes in the meaning of yakrubu, is close. Yakadul barku. The lightning is close. Yakadul barku to do what? Yakhtafu absarahum. Yakhtafu khatf is to snatch away. In reality, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who removes the eyesight. But the lightning strikes are described, yakadul barku, that the lightning strikes are in close proximity to them to the point yakhtafu absarahum, that the lightning strikes can snatch away their eyesight, absarahum. Kullama adha'alahum. Kullama. Each time, kullama adha'alahum. That each time, this word kull is every, when it's affixed with ma, kullama, it's telling us the time and place. Whenever, kullama adha'alahum. Whenever the lightning strikes, give them some illumination. So they are stuck in this desert. Note here also the nifaq. Hypocrisy itself is a spiritual desert, is a spiritual darkness. So what happens when they utter the testimony of faith? They are given some illumination. When they associate with the believers, they see some illumination. Each time there is some illumination, they walk. So, meshaw, it means what? From mesha yamshi to walk. They walk, fi. So, during the illumination, if you have ever been in some darkness, you see some lightning strikes, they strike and you can see the people next to you. This lightning strikes, they are able to see, so they walk. Meshaw fi. But when it becomes dark again, it becomes darkness again. What happens? Qamu. They stay still. Qamu literally means what? They stand. But here they are already standing. What it means is waqafu is that they stand still. So whenever the lightning strikes and they see illumination, they walk. But then when the lightning is gone and the illumination is gone, they stay still because they have no light. And on the Day of Judgment, the Munafiqeen, some of them will be given what? They will be given their, their good deeds to enter paradise. They will even pass the Sirat. And when they reach the Hawdul Kawthar, they will be repelled from the Hawd. Why? Because when they were alive, what did they attempt to do? يُخَادِعُونَ اللَّهِ وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا 
they attempted to mock and fool, which they cannot do with Allah, but they attempted to do this. And those who believe, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make fools of them on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, that they will be given some light. And when they will be given that light, they will pass the Sirat. But when they will reach Hawdul Kawthar, the Hawdul Kawthar currently is in paradise. But on the Day of Judgment, it shall be taken out and be placed outside of paradise for the people to drink. And when they are brought close, they will be repelled by the angels. One of them who will repel them is Sayyiduna Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Because he had to fight the, the munafiqeen in his time regarding the interpretation of the Quran, which was the Khawarij, the Khawarij sect. Or you could say the Khawarij were qa'im maqam of the munafiqeen, meaning they took the place of the munafiqeen, even if they were not munafiqeen in faith. Also, another group of munafiqeen would be made to walk the sirat with a light which will switch on and switch off, switch on and switch off. Why? Because on earth, when they met the believers, they were believers. When they were with the disbelievers, they were disbelievers. So they will say to the believers who are with them, give us some of your light. And they will not be able to utilize their light. So like this on the day of judgment, whenever their light switches on, they will walk. Whenever it switches off, they will stand still. That whenever the, the light gives illumination, they walk. And when it becomes dark upon them, they stand still. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَذَهَبَ بِسَمْعِهِمْ وَأَبْصَارِهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ And if Allah had willed, meaning Mashiatullah is the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only connects to that which is mumkin, which is possible. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ And if Allah had willed, he would have taken away their hearing. Note here, here the hearing is mentioned first. Then Because of what I mentioned once before, that the hearing is a, is a more important faculty than seeing. Because a person who hears, he can still make sense of events. But the one who only sees, there are certain things that you can never com communicate to him. There are certain things that are needed in language to be conveyed. Concepts. <clears throat> Secondly, note, Sama' is singular, while Absar is plural. Why is this? Because Absar, the Sama' is singular, because the word is mustard in itself. Because the word is master in itself, it fulfills the requirements of plural. While absar is not plural of the master. So therefore the plural is utilized. That if Allah had will, he would remove their hearing and their eyesight. A human being, this should make him think of his ubudiyah, his innate neediness of Allah. That at every moment we are sustained by Allah. Our minds function. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits them to function. Our eyes function. 
because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala permits them to function and our hearing. There are people who wake up and their minds will not be working. There will be people who wake up and their hearing is not working. And they wake up blind. There are people who wake up with no eyesight. Waliyadu billah. Inna allaha ala kulli shayin qadir. Inna allaha ala kulli shayin qadir. Indeed, Allah is powerful over everything. Note here, kulli shayin. Everything. <clears throat> Shay, even Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can refer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's shay. The Jahmiya rejected this. Who were the Jahmiya? Jahmiya were an early sect <coughs> that denied the divine names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They believed giving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala names and attributes is likening Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the makhluk. But Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah affirm everything which has been affirmed by Allah. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir, of course, refers to everything which is mumkin. So it does not refer to it that. He's the, the very aseity of Allah, the very being of Allah. Because the that of Allah is wajib. Similarly, it does not refer to that which is mustahil, muhal which is mustahil aqlan, that which is impossible, rationally impossible. It only refers to that which is possible. Therefore, inna allaha ala kulli shay'in, but yet kulli shay' is mentioned. Why is kulli shay' is mentioned? Is because so a person does not think that there is nothing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not have qudra over. So kulli shay'. So the common person reading the Quran, they know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's power over everything. But of course, the exclusion is what? Dhatuhul Aliyah. His, his high essence. That the, uh, you cannot say the attribute of Qudra has power over the divine essence itself. And similarly, we do not say that the divine power relates to impossibilities. And this answers the question, absurd question some people ask, but young people are bamboozled by this question in their RS studies when the teacher asked, can God, if God is powerful over everything, can he create a boulder so huge that he himself cannot lift the, uh, the boulder? The answer is very simple. The divine power only relates to that which is rationally possible. It does not relate to that which is rationally impossible. As if the questioner was asking, can God, al God Almighty make himself powerless? The answer is the divine qudra, the divine power does not relate to making himself powerless. So the question is saying, can God make himself powerless? The answer is the divine power does not relate to making himself powerless. Inna allaha ala kulli shayin qadir. Note here, qadir is one of the divine attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And qadir is in reference to the, the active effectuation that we observe from the divine qudra of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And one of them here is what? Is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can remove the eyes, the hearing and the eyesight of those who disbelieve. Wallahu muhitum bil kafirin. And also here, inna allaha ala kulli shayin qadir. After the description of the munafiqeen, note there is a rabd, a connection of all the surah al-Quran. 
سور القرآن دي سور القرآن سور is plural of surah and as I've mentioned one of the meanings of surah is a gate because each chapter in itself is a gate but surah is also قوة one of the meanings of surah is also قوة strength each chapter has its own strength but there is a rub another meaning of as <coughs> there are other uh, linguistical meanings of surah but each chapter has a connection and similarly the ayatul quran each ayah is connected so after allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informed us of this book starting with alif lam mim to tell us that the conveyance of the quran is in the arabic language and the disbelievers they have the challenge which will be related later also of imitating the quran which they were unable to do so and then we are told the tafsil of belief the details of belief which were uh, the believers and the description of the believers we were then given the description of the disbelievers in two verses then we were given the description of the munafiqeen in 15 verses this is the entire group known as insan so all of humanity is addressed so after this allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses all of humanity because all three groups have been mentioned and note also generally speaking there is a rule from istiqra from inductive process people the the mufassirin the scholars of exegesis commentary of the quran they have drawn the conclusion that whenever Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu is mentioned it, it, it is verses revealed in al-madinatul munawwara and whenever there are verses of Ya ayyuhal insan these are verses of Makkah al-mukarramah but we know that surah al-baqarah the overwhelming majority of the ayat were revealed in al-madinatul munawwara there are a few exceptions that were revealed in Makkah al-mukarramah so here Ya ayyuhal nasu so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now addresses humanity. Throughout the Quran, humanity will be addressed at certain points. But at certain points, Ya ayyuhal amanu. And sometimes the kuffar are addressed. Ya ayyuhal nasu. And remember I mentioned the linguistical roots regarding al-nas. That it's either from nisyan, forgetfulness, or it's from uns, which is sociability. Uh, uns is what? When you have what? At uns bil akhar, which is what? Affability. Being able to sit with some, someone and socialize with them. The need of majority of humans. Majority of humans have this need. People feel loneliness if they are alone. But there is a spiritual meaning to take from this. That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is addressing us, Ya yuan nas. As if to say, oh you and nas, meaning people, why you have forgot your Lord, Nisyan? That when the when Allah addressed you in Alum al-Arwah, Alastu bi Rabbikum, you responded by saying, Alu bala, as if to say that you forgot this. Ya ayyuhan nasu, meaning oh people, meaning you forgot this. Secondly, as if to say that when you had in Alum al-Arwah, you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addressed you and you responded by saying qalu bala they said of course you had al-uns billah 
you had the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is the best company. This is why the Arif, he never feels lonely because he, he's always in the company of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya yunasu'budu. So ibadah is mentioned after. So, O oh, insan, meaning human, that you, O oh, human, that you forgot when you responded in alum al-arwah with bala, and also, O oh, you human, that you forgot the uns with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how do you attain this uns? Ya yunasu abudu. That worship actively your Lord. Abudu, worship whom? Your Lord. Actively. There are two aspects to this. One is ubudiyah, servitude to Allah, is something that we are born with. That whether we acknowledge this or not, the one who acknowledges this is the believer. The disbeliever is the one who covers this reality up. And this is why he is referred to as kafir. Like the farmer is referred to as kafir because he covers the seed. The kafir covers up his innate neediness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya yunasu, O people, meaning humanity, who have forgotten their servitude to Allah, ubudu, realize your servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actively. Meaning actively worship your Lord. Rabbakum. Again, note here at the beginning of Surah Al-Fatiha, we started Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Lord, the one who nurtures Rabbil Alameen of the universes. So, O oh, humanity, Ya Yunasu, Abudu, Rabbakum, your Lord. Rabbakum Ladi. But note here, there is Idafatu Tashrif, Idafatu Sharaf, that the word Rabb is annexed, joined to the word Kum, you. Meaning, we are given this nobility that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring himself to us, that he is our Lord. O humanity, worship your Lord. Meaning the one who nurtured you, the one who created you in the wombs of your mothers, do not be negligent of him. Do not ever fall negligent of him. This is the worst of kufr. That one who gave you his divine favors, that you become negligent of him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us of his favors. So within the verse, the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned. Firstly, Firstly, the Lord who created you, all of you. This is one of the greatest favors. What is the greatest favor? That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created you. He gave you life. He gave you free will. And the ones being addressed, they were given what? Intellect. That he gave you this aql, this ni'mah, this favor of Allah. Al-aql is a favor of Allah. Like eyesight and hearing. That you utilize this mind. You can utilize it to earn wealth, but you can utilize it also to what? To worship Allah. That utilize this mind to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The one who created all of you. And those who, meaning those prior to you, meaning all the people who are prior to us, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created them, which was also a favor upon us. How was it a favor upon us? The creation of all those prior to us is a favor upon us. Ta'amiru dunya, they made the dunya for us. How? The buildings that they made, the wealth that we inherited, the lineage that we received, 
and all the Rusul and Anbiya, messengers and prophets who came prior to us, it was a favor of Allah that they were created. Min qablikum. Why? La'allakum tattaqoon. Two things here. One is la'allakum. This word la'alla, generally it comes for a taraji which is hope. When you say la'alla zaydan yukrimuni, perhaps hopefully Zaid will be generous to me. But when it is mentioned by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it means certainty. It means what? Certainty. When it's ascribed to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says this in the Quran, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that you may attain what? Taqwa. تَتَّقُونَ Now with the second thing, تَتَّقُونَ That you actively pursue taqwa. The word taqwa, some of them say it comes from what? Al-wiqaya, to protect oneself. Like I mentioned before, once before, قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِكُمْ نَارًا Protect yourselves, قُوْ أَنفُسَكُمْ Yourselves, وَأَهْلِكُمْ Your families, نَارًا from the fire. Meaning nara here means what? Hellfire. But here, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ In order that with certainty you attain what? Actively pursue what? Taqwa. So this means ibadah, worship leads to taqwa. Ibadah, meaning if you think deeply, you will realize praying five times a day, it gives you taqwa. How? That you regiment yourself, you keep the soul, the nafs in check. The nafs by nature, it what its nature is what? To rebel. So even the best of things sometimes, they need a warning, like the best animal, the best animal will still, from the best donkey for instance, from time to time may even need a stick, because the donkey may rebel. The most pious woman would need a husband. She can be as pious as she wants, but she still needs a husband. So similarly, a person may think that their nafs is under control and restrained. No, the, the, the soul still needs Something to keep it in line, which is the salah, the five daily prayers. In order that you actively pursue taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa from kufr, disbelief. Taqwa from bid'ah, from innovation in beliefs. Taqwa from muharramat, bad actions. Taqwa from those things which are disliked. All of these things. How do you pursue this? Actively worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What is worship? It's not just bowing and sajda. It's keeping, being mindful of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at all times. How do we pursue, how do we attain taqwa? The Quran is informing us. Remember his favors. So note here, after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala informs us of his favors. So the next verse, the one, meaning someone may say, how do I worship Allah? How do I make my worship not just robotic worship? There are people who have robotic worship. They may pray five times a day in the masjid, but their mu'amalat, their dealings with in trade are bad. Their mu'amalat, their akhlaq are bad, their manners are bad. Why? Because the prayer is not affecting the heart. Why is it not affecting the heart? Because the prayer is empty. It's a ritual. So the, of course the, the ibadah goes beyond the ritual. It affects the heart. 
But how do you make the heart be affected? The answer is by remembering the favors of Allah. This is one way. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the favors. Alladhi dawan ja'ala. As I mentioned, ja'ala can come in the meaning of khalaqa, the one who created. But this tends to be utilized for those things which are created in stages. So Adam alayhi salam was created in stages. So his soil was taken from the earth, from different places. As will be mentioned when we go on to the story of Adam alayhi salam, from different types of soils. And this is why humanity is different. The natures of people are different. And he's, the word Adam is from Adimul Ard, which is the, what is on top of the earth. But then, I shall make on the earth a Khalifa, a representative, a caretaker. But the word Ja'il, actively create. But Adam السلام, was created in stages. So then his, the clay was molded and then the stages occurred. Here, the one who made he made the earth for you. The earth was created in stages. Like, and the earth after that, he rounded it and flattened it. Both The word has both meanings. To round and to flatten. So if we look at in the terms of our eyesight, we observe the earth flat. But when we go out into space, we observe it, the, the curvature of the earth, unless someone is a flat earther. But of course, 60,000 or so, uh, meaning uh, so many eyewitnesses who have gone out into outer space, even if they are kufar, it reaches us through tawatur, mass transmission. But there are people who deny this. Inshallah, we will cover this when we come to the discussion of the curvature of the earth. So note here, he created lakum. So the favor is mentioned. So previously, worship your Lord. But here, he made for you the earth. Meaning, what is the wisdom of having eight or so planets near planet earth? There may be more now. Because they have discovered another planet. And some have disregarded Pluto as a planet. In, uh, in, mod- in updated school classes, they disregard Pluto as a planet. But what is the, the wisdom of having Mercury, Venus, and then Mars, and Jupiter, and Saturn, and Uranus, and all these planets near Earth? One of the wisdoms is that when we observe the other planets, like Mars, for instance, we observe that Mars is unlivable. We observe the, the texture of the planet. We see that the planet is bumpy. The planet is what? Unlivable. You cannot farm. You cannot build. Some of those planets will have earthquakes. It makes us appreciate this earth. That this earth has been created for humanity. The one who has created for you Al-Ard, meaning the entire planet. Sometimes this word Al-Ard, is used for the entire planet. Sometimes it may refer to a region. Now here, He made for you the earth. Why is the earth Al-Ard referred to as Al-Ard? Some of them said, it's from which means which means what? 
the earth eats itself up, meaning some of the earth will cave in as if it's eating itself. And if you dig deep into the earth, you will notice that the earth is what? It's all joined up inside as if it was eating itself. Others have said the word Al-Ard is from the fact that human beings walk on the earth. By walking, what do we do? We wear away the earth. So the, the, the word Ta'arradu is from what? To wear away something. Humans walk on the earth. Animals walk on the earth. They wear it away. And that's why it's referred to as Al-Ard. Al-Imam Junaid al-Baghdadi ta'ala said, they said, what is the Sufi? He said, he is the one who is like the earth. Why? Everyone walks on the earth and yet the earth does not complain. So, So here, what is the favor of this earth? Only one aspect of the favor of this earth is mentioned. Otherwise, there are multiple favors within the earth alone. The fact that we can build on the earth, the fact that we can extract minerals from the earth, every mineral is from the phone, even these, uh, this microphone, the camera, people's mobile phones, everything is extracted from the earth. Even plastic is made from oil, which is extracted from the earth. This is the favor of just the earth alone. And then cultivation and farming. But here one favor is mentioned, the one who has made the earth for you, what? Firasha. What is farsh? Farsh is something like a bed, a bed spread. When a person has a firash, they spread it down. They are able to lie down in peace with no bumps. Like a bumpy bed, it would be, uh, the person would be unable to sleep. The one who made for you the earth a firash, the one who made it a flat spread, that it's livable, that you can live on the earth. But some may say that the earth being a firash would mean what? That the earth is flat? The answer is no. Firash in terms of what? Livability. That we can live on the earth. Firash. Now note here, sama I've already mentioned. That the sama when it's utilized in the singular form, it refers to what? Ma alaka, whatever is above you. And here it refers to the atmosphere. And he subhanahu wa ta'ala made the sama bina. The word bina is a solid uh, construct. Like bina is a building. So we observe the atmosphere above us. The atmosphere does not fall down. That all the evaporated water that we observe, the clouds, as-sahab in Arabic, clouds, all the clouds and the atmosphere that we observe above us, it does not fall down. Imagine if all the atmosphere fell down, everything fell down to this earth. And this is also a favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ مَاءً فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ رِزْقًا لَكُمْ Here, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions the favor of water, which, is, which comes down from the skies. That what happens, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَنزَلَ He makes to fall down. This word, أَنزَلَ يُنزِلُ إِنزَالًا is for something to fall. نَزَّلَ from تَنزِيل is something coming down in graduate, gradual steps. تَنزِيل يُنَزِّل He sends down gradually, in gradual steps. مُنَجَّمًا means what? Bit at a time. The word مُنَجَّمًا is from, uh, from stars. 
like stars are bits or they look like bits. Munajjaman meaning bits at a time. وَأَنزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused to send down what? مِنَ السَّمَاءِ From the sama, meaning from whatever is above us. مَاءً Water. This is in reference to water that we drink. Otherwise, the word water sometimes in the Quran refers to other types of waters. Like, وَجَعَلْنَا مِنَ الْمَاءِ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ حَيْءٍ we created from alma water, a liquid, kulla shayin hay, every living thing. Some of them said this refers to ma'ul hayat, the water of life, which is a particular type of water. So the word water, mimma in dafiq, in surah tutariq, mimma in dafiq, refers to sperm. Mimma in dafiq, yakhruju min bayni sulbi wa tara'i. So, but the word ma is used. But here, this is referring to the water that we drink, which is rainwater. And he extracted. So that's, that's another favor. The water that we receive. Imagine if we did not have water, clean, fresh water for three old days. What would be our state in this heat in summertime? And what would be our state in winter? That when we do not have water, what would be our state of uncleanliness? We would be unable to wash our clothing, to have a drink, to quench our thirst. Just this one favor. And people cry regarding qahat, the withholding of rain. The hadith states when people withhold their zakatul amwal, their zakat and the wealth that they should give, one of the punishments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is that he withholds the rain. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took out Meaning he caused it to come out What be he with it This ba is for sababiya With the rain Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala extracted Min al-thamarati Min al-thamarati Al-thamarah is the fruit Min al-thamarati Numerous types of fruits Meaning one type of water but then the water enters the earth, it enters the depths of the soil, different plants take the water and different fruits grow. This is the qudra of Allah, but mashi'atullah, iradatullah, will of Allah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed for this tree to give off mangoes seasonally, that you are mango season. This tree to give off apples, this tree, but they all are drinking and absorbing one water. One water which comes from the heavens. فَأَخْرَجَ بِهِ مِنَ الثَّمَرَاتِ That he extracted by it, meaning sababiya, the sabab. Some people may say, they have an objection, they say, why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala create these things through asbab, through means? Allah can create things without the means. The answer is that you, O abd, you, O servant, you can observe the qudra in action. That you observe the water coming down, then you observe the vegetation coming out and sprouting, then you observe the fruit sprouting, then you observe the seasonal fruits and the animals benefiting. That you observe the qudra in action. If your thirst was quenched directly and your, your belly was filled, satiated completely by just asking, you would not observe the qudra in action. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made these asbab, these means by which we observe these things. 
that he made all of this rizqallakum. Now note, at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned that from what we mimma razaqnahum yunfiqoon. From what we sustain them with, yunfiqoon. They give out expenditure. And the meaning of rizq was ata' given. That these things are given to you, ata' that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he causes the rain to fall then the vegetation the plantation and the fruit comes out rizqallakum again sustenance ata a gift given to you lakum ayyuhan nas to you O people so the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala therefore fala taj'alu lillahi andadan wa antum ta'lamun فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا And do not make. فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا And do not make. Here, again, note جَعَلَ again. In a different meaning. Do not make of humanity. لِلَّهِ فُوَ اللَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ أَنْدَاد أَنْدَاد is plural of nid. What is nid? مَثِيل Something similar. Do not set up associates. Do not commit shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, no one causes the rain to fall and for your rizq and sustenance to be given except that it is done by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They say over 360 hands deal with your food before it reaches you. Pairs of hands. Over 360 pairs of hands. Meaning how many types of Asbab Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created. Then the raindrop that comes down from the cloud until it reaches the wheat and the barley and then the wheat and the barley growing. Then the farmer taking the wheat and the barley. Then the manufacturers taking the wheat and the barley. Then the bread that is made from that. Then the distributors and then the shopkeepers and all the people in between until it reaches us. All of this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Similarly, the earth that he has created, all the benefits we take from the earth, all of this is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commands us, فَلَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعَلَمُونَ Do not set up partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nid is what? Making similitudes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, gods besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ And you have knowledge of all of this. Meaning, وَأَنْتُمْ تَعْلَمُونَ You know all of these favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After knowing all these favors are from Allah, you set up partners with Him. Another meaning of nid is do not associate calling upon those who you have associated with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, an address to the mushrikeen polytheists in Mecca al-Mukarramah that they created gods, more than 360 gods. Some of them, they would create their god from dates. So what they would do is they would make an idol from dates. And then they would go on a journey. Dates, the fruit. And they would go on a journey. And then when they would become hungry, they would eat the god. They would eat the god because they were hungry. So this was the aqlaniya, the, the level of the religiosity of the mushrikeen, politics of Makkah al-Mukarramah. 
So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, لَا تَجْعَلُوا لِلَّهِ أَنْدَادًا وَأَنْتُمْ تَعَلَمُونَ Do not set up with, alongside with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala andad similitudes وَأَنْتُمْ تَعَلَمُونَ And you actively know this, that he has given you all these favors. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after mentioning his favors, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses humanity again. And remember, the khitab, the address, is firstly to Ahlu Makkah al-Mukarramah. In the time of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, that the polities of Makkah al-Mukarramah are being addressed. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا First, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ Meaning your state is such that after the favors of Allah mentioned, وَإِن كُنْتُمْ Your state is such فِي رَيْبٍ You are in what? Some type of doubt. Doubt is a suspicion. Like when you go to the shop, sometimes you may have rape that this shopkeeper may be distrustful. You have rape. And note, at the beginning of Surah Al-Baqarah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned, ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ It is that book, لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ There is no doubt in this book. And the book is addressing us. So after addressing أَصْنَافُ nas, the different various types of people, it then addressed humanity. وَإِن كُنْتُمْ فِي رَيْبٍ If you, O oh humanity, now are still in doubt. فِي رَيْبٍ In a doubt, مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا مِمَّا This is originally min and then ma. It becomes what? مُدْغَم Conjoined and it becomes مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا نَزَّلْنَا As I mentioned, أَنْزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ ما, uh, The, the uh, verse which means أَنْزَلَ مِنَ السَّمَاءِ it mentioned what anzala, which is sending down in one go. Here, mimma nazalna ala abdina, it refers to that which is revealed bit at a time. Nazalna ala abdina. Why? Because the Quran was revealed firstly upon Allah al Mahfuz. And then after Allah al Mahfuz, it was sent down to Baytul Izzah. From Baytul Izzah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the Qur'an upon the heart of the best of creation over a period of 23 years. And it was written down and memorized. So here, مِمَّا نَزَّلْنَا عَلَىٰ عَبْدِنَا That which we have revealed upon Abdina. Now note here, Abdina. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَا أَيُّ النَّاسُ عُبُدُوا رَبَّكُمْ O people, O humanity, عُبُدُوا Rabbakum, commanding us to realize our ubudiyah, our servitude. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned Abdina, the one who has realized our servitude. Who is that? Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The one who not only realized, meaning was the exemplary of the one who realizes servitude. This is why the best of names, one of the best of names for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is Abdullah. Sayyiduna Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But here Abdina. Note also the idafa, the idafa, the, the annexation, the association is to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Abdina. Abdina here the, the na is plural. And as I've mentioned once before, that when it's to the singular form, it refers to the that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but when it is in the plural, it is an 
indication to the multiple sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abdina, our servant, meaning ours, why? Because the multiple sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mimma nazzalna ala abdina. That what, from that which we have revealed upon our servant, meaning that servant who realizes and lives up to his abudiyah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here in Surah Al-Kahf, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Alhamdulillahilladhi anzala ala abdihi. Yes, and in Surah Al-Isra, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Subhanalladhi. In that, in those surahs, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ascribed the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as abd, but to the singular form. Abdihi, his servant. Here it's abdina because it relates to revelation also. So, abdina, mimma nazzalna ala abdina. If you have doubt regarding that which we have revealed upon this servant of ours, Meaning Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam Fa'atu bi suratim min mithlihi Then arrive with a chapter Surah, what did I say? One of the linguistical meanings of surah is quwwah Then bring about a power similar to this Meaning similar to the surah Which they were unable to do so Bi suratim min mithlihi What is aqsar surah? The shortest surah, Surah Al-Kawthar. Surah Al-Kawthar, Inna A'atainaka Al-Kawthar. A chapter which has about 30 uh, letters in total. But yet, from this one chapter, the scholars of Ilm Al-Balagh, they've extracted over 100 rules from three short verses. Meaning, inshallah, when we reach Surah Al-Kawthar, I'll go through that. But the point being, But one of the meanings of surah is quwwah. Bring about something similar to this, with the strength similar to this. One of the meanings of this also, Bring a chapter, a chapter similar to the Quran. A chapter similar to the chapters of the Quran. Initially in Mecca al-Mukarramah and in al-Madinat al-Nawrah, Chapters initially were long, but then the short in Makkah al Mukarramah, some of the shorter chapters were revealed. Uh, most of the Juz Amma was revealed in where? In Makkah al Mukarramah. Some of the chapters are revealed in Al Madinat al Munawarah, like Al Mu'awwidatain. Which chapters are Al Mu'awwidatain? Surah Al Falaq and Surah Al Nas. They were revealed in Al Madinat al Munawarah upon the Rajih Qawl. But these shorter chapters were revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah to demonstrate to the disbelievers that you cannot even imitate these shorter verses, shorter chapters. But the majority of the Qur'an was revealed in Makkah al-Mukarramah. They were unable to imitate Surah Al-Kahf, which was revealed in its entirety in Makkah al-Mukarramah in one go. Surah Yusuf salam was revealed in its entirety in Makkah al-Mukarramah in one go. Yet they could not imitate the qissa of Yusuf salam. The chapter of Yusuf salam is one of those qasasul Qur'an that is not repeated in the entire Qur'an. Even though majority of the qasas are repeated. Not all, but majority. Why? Because when they are repeated, to demonstrate that you can repeat 
and this is the Quran will demonstrate how yet you are unable to do so and the one that is not repeated to say this one has not been repeated if you are telling the truth then repeat it with a different style which they were unable to do so fa'tu bi suratin min mithlihi bring along fa'tu bi suratin min mithlihi with a chapter from something similar to it but also another point from min mithlihi which some commentators have mentioned which is someone similar to sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam which they were unable and can never do also like the quran is unimitable you cannot imitate the quran there can never be and never has been a human being like sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and it's a logical absurdity to say that a human being can be similar to sayyiduna muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam because in every time there is in all time there is only one khatmun nabiyyin one finality of prophets so if you have someone similar you would have to be similar in every regard you can never have two finalities of prophets and remember at the big, at the beginning we said in allah earlier we said in allah ala kulli shay'in qadir indeed allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is powerful over everything allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has willed for there only to be one khatmun nabiyyin one finality of prophets inshallah we will continue from this verse wa in kuntum fi raybin mimma nazzalna ala abdina in the following week aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum jazallahu anna sayyidina muhammadan sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ma huwa ahlu subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun wa salamun ala al mursalin walhamdulillahi rabbil alamin